They say availability is the best ability, but could the Steelers' best ability be versatility? I said a lot of lilies there, but let's get into it here on the Locked On Steelers podcast because I think that's a secret to your Pittsburgh Steelers. We got Noah Strackbine on today. It's going to be a fun episode. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it on YouTube. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. And we're joined by our friend, Noah Strackbine. You can find all his work at Sports Illustrated. He runs the Steelers website over there. We've had him on this show as well. He does a lot of his own Steelers content. Noah, we're happy to have you back on the show man i'm i'm excited to be here i remember the last time the little kids were playing football behind me i that hope one really of them fun. got a scholarship somewhere to some school <laughs> from the senior bowl it was a good time but no i'm excited to be back absolutely let's talk about something that i think the steelers did intentionally with their roster this year and that is the versatility they have added to this roster when i'm talking about versatility i'm not just talking about the Steelers adding people, adding players who can play multiple roles. I, I'm talking about having a roster that can address several different needs that could be that, that could be fitting different schemes and different concepts on both sides of the ball. If you look at offense, you see we we've talked a lot about their their tight ends and how 12 personnel could be a, a really big thing. There could be heavy packages that the Steelers could roll out that could bring some unique advantages to this team. But they also have a group with Deontay Johnson, uh, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, Gunnar Olszewski, guys down the line with experience and talent that are that that is exciting that you can make this a different kind of group. You can also throw in Najee Harris and Jalen Warren out there as guys who can both catch the ball, run with the ball, be physical, and as well as an offensive line that has multiple guys that can fit multiple positions there and, and fit across the board. And then, of course, going to defense, the, def- the, the depth on the defensive line. We'll get to that in a little bit in the second segment. The depth of the secondary that could give them a lot of options there. A lot of different things that we could talk about there, but I really think that one of the more underrated things about this Steelers roster is the versatility that it that the talent on it gives you yeah uh, I agree and I think the thing is is that they were kind of already built for it you know they just didn't have all the pieces they had Najee Harris who remember his rookie year was talking hey I'm a wide receiver I'm, I'm a wide receiver and a running back Jalen Warren could do all those things Pat Fryermuth is compared to Travis Kelsey all the time this pass catching tight end they have Connor Hayward who's literally a chess piece Calvin Austin who they who wanted to be a chess piece last year. Now they got a guy who's maybe an undrafted, uh, I want to say secret right now, and Jordan Bird, who played running back, now he plays wide receiver, could be another chess piece. Like They had all the pieces in place, and then they added more while also doing things like adding Broderick Jones so that Dan Moore could play both sides of the line if they need to, adding Allen Robinson, adding Darnell Washington so that Pat Fryermuth could actually be more of a wide receiver-type tight end if you will, they added Darnell Washington and brought back Zach Gentry so that Connor Hayward could do whatever they want Connor Hayward to do. They, they did all the things to make this team as versatile as possible. And they kind of revealed that they've been doing this for a little while 
And now just it's almost like the finishing touches were kind of put onto this offense as long as everything clicks. No, I agree. It's going to take time to click. That's the other part of this is that it's not going to come right away. But the opportunity that I think is that is on the table for the Steelers team right now is to be able to react to different situations because versatility comes in also with injuries because one of the biggest challenges that all teams face, the Steelers faced it last year with TJ Watts injuries and the other injuries that they suffered, Makeup Fitzpatrick and guys like that, are having guys who can fill different roles and understand how to fill different roles because when one guy goes out having a way to handle it. This year, I think Marcus Golden, for an example, if TJ Watt were to go down, you hope he doesn't go on for two two months like he did last year. Let's say he goes down for two games. Those could be crucial games that either get the Steelers in the playoffs or get them in a, in a divisional race if they're in it with the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, but, you know, I, I look at, at, at that Marcus Golden could be a guy. He started in the NFL. He had double-digit sacks three or four times in his career. He could be a guy that could fill in, you know, not going to be T.J. Watt, not going to replace everything that he does, but be a better option than, say, Malik Reed was last year. And I think that when you look at him, we look at guys in the secondary, guys in the offensive line, guys across the board, the Steelers have answers for if a, a couple guys go down here and there, even in the quarterback, quarterback room, yep. if Kenny Pickett goes down. Mitch Trubisky has started for this team on multiple occasions. Mason Rudolph has started for this team on multiple occasions. They look like a group that can handle adversity because they have guys behind the starters who can hold hold the fort, keep keep things operational, and then buy the team time for when those guys can come back from those injuries. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, versatility is huge, but the Steelers have lacked depth, quality depth for a while now. And to be able to look at this roster, there's not really a hole. Like there's maybe inside linebacker is thin, but if Mark Robinson turns into something, then inside linebacker is not really to be. Cornerback is loaded after a year ago. You were super thin. I mean, Josh Jackson and James Pierre are starting games and this year to get James Pierre and Corey Trice, if those are your last two guys on the field, it would take so much for this team you know safety you made sure to replace Terrell Edmonds with Keanu Neal like at at every position they're just so deep Uh, defensive line if everybody works out if Isaiah Loudermill finally turns into something if DeMarvin Leal takes a step forward uh, Keanu Benton turns into whatever he wants to be and then after that you don't even I mean Armand Watts and Braden Fajoko are two names that you're you're just like oh these guys are definitely going to make the roster right Maybe not because Montrevious Adams is already around. You had Jonathan Marshall that you signed from, I believe, New York's practice squad last year that you kind of stuck around to hope that he turns into something. There's just there's options everywhere. This team, I think this is the deepest Steelers team this early, at least that we've seen in, in probably like four years, four or five years. Yeah, I think that's a good question. Is this the deepest Steelers team we've seen? And if we think about four or five years, part of that is also the natural position the Steelers have been in. This is the first yeah. year they haven't had Ben Roethlisberger's contract on the books. Last year, they still had to pay him, pay pay off $10 million of a salary cap hit that he, that, that he had. The, this year, he's not on the books. And they still have other guys they have to pay. It's not, it's not, it's not completely clean of dead money that's sitting there on the salary cap. But they're in a position now where they can afford to spend money that they haven't had for quite some time and specifically on depth. And I think that that is an advantage that the Steelers are going to have this year. And that's why I say it may be their most underrated strength on this roster. Everyone's going to talk about the pass rush. Everyone's going to talk about the potential improvement of the offensive line. People are going to talk about Kenny Pickett being clutch. People are going to talk about George Pickens being a playmaker, Pat Fryer with Deontay Johnson. You're going to talk about, you know, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick being the best safety in the NFL. And all these things I'm naming, that's a lot of things to add on the list, but right up there, I think should be something that, might not be as 
tangible to the average fan, but that's the versatility that's offered to this team, not yep. just to replace injuries, not just to have guys who can fill different roles, but to be able to say, you know what? Hey, normally we'd go out there and we we try to run this run this run heavy or the, the, we try we try to run this this type of defense. But let's say Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, one of the one of the big dogs up front ain't there that day. Well, you know what? We have enough guys in the secondary. We have enough guys at different positions that we can rotate things around, find some unique approaches that might catch people off guard and buy us time to win maybe a game here or a game there. And then eventually those guys come back and we can get back to our bread and butter. That's where I'm talking about with versatility. We'll talk more about this in just a second because Braden Fajoko, one of those new defensive linemen you talked about, spoke to us in the locker room on, on Wednesday after OTAs. We'll talk about that in just a minute, so stick with us here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Don't go anywhere, but first, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America, and ladies and gentlemen, the NBA Finals are here. They are ready to go. June 1st is when is when is when everything starts to kick off. There's no better place to get in on the action for the NBA Finals than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet. I've said $1,000 back in bonus bets. Well, now it's $2,500 back in bonus bets if you don't hit on your first bet on FanDuel. Again, that's up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win on your first bet when you go to FanDuel.com. And when you go to, and you can get that by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up today and claim your no-sweat first bet. Will Nikola Jokic get a triple-double? Probably. Who will win the series? Will Jimmy Butler win finals MVP? All these things you can bet on and more on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet of $2,500 when you join FanDuel today by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up make every moment more with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Noah Strackbine of SportsIllustrated.com. Uh, also want to remind everyone, if you haven't already, uh, we have we, we are also on top of the ads that we're doing, the sponsors. We ask you to support a charity that, we, that we're supporting here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, and that's the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. We're raising money to help them find a cure. If you want to donate, please use the QR code on screen, as well as the link that's on, that's on screen. It's also a link that's attached to, in the description of the podcast on your audio platforms, as well as on YouTube. You go there donate whatever you can we really appreciate it here on the locked on Steelers podcast and if you donate at least ten dollars to to the to the show and you call in with a question to 412-223-6644 you can get i will guarantee that your question will be on the air within a week of your donation so thanks again to everyone who's done that so far but noah let's get into some things here we, we caught up with Braden fahoko and this guy was known as a locker room guy i was told by david Dragemeyer, who runs locked on chargers here on the locked on podcast network that this is a guy that everyone's gonna love he's friendly he's all about his business but he's also physical and tough he's nice off the field but he's mean on it but i got a chance to catch up with him and and uh as he was as he was sitting at his locker next to keanu betton and there's a bit of funny interactions here here's Braden fajoko from wednesday's otas in the steelers locker room uh he ain't bought me no donuts yet so you know he kind of he's kind of started off on a bad note uh but no he's cool man he's you know talented he works hard strong um does all the right things um, just gritty, you know, rugged, um, elite run stopper. Um, you know, I, I'm one of those guys. I like to take pride in playing the run. I know it's a, 
it's a pass rushing league and you know it's a pass happy league where that's where the big guys get paid and you know if you're not getting sacks you're not getting you know the bags but you know it's a it's a it's a misconception you know um, about the run game and you know I just take a lot of pride you know I love watching you know teams run the ball and I love watching guys who can stop the run um, so I feel like football should be played a certain way um, I feel like in this day and age of, of ball, it gets too pretty sometimes. Um, it gets too fancy. And one thing that isn't going to change is, is running and tackling and blocking. And so, you know, that's, that's what I feel like I'm going to bring, and that's what I take a lot of pride in. Braden Vahoko, known run stuffer. If you go watch his tape, that is exactly who he is. He fills gaps. He takes on double teams very well. He loves to be physical. And you hear him talk about that. He wants he wants to still he wants to emphasize that in the NFL, still being a major facet of the game. And it's still going to be a major part of the game. The Steelers jumped from being dead last in run defense in 2021 to being ninth overall in run defense in 2022. And they're going to need to uphold that if they want to keep. I think even not even just uphold it, but improve upon it if they want to be the defense that they think they can be in what being what is a top five unit we talked about the factors that would play into that in the last episode but no I wanted to ask you how do you think this this defensive front fares compared to recent the Steelers defensive fronts and how it might be able to handle opposing run rushing offenses well I think Fahoko is huge there because last year their starting nose tackle was Montrevious Adams who's you know pretty exclusively a, a positive past uh, or a pass rusher, but doesn't really have a whole ton in his repertoire to, to stop the run. That it's never been what he's known for, but it, at the time when the Steelers went out and got him, that's not what they needed. Tyson Alawalu was the heart and soul of that defensive line up front. When it come, came to stuffing the run. I mean, the year that he got injured, they dropped nearly the entire league from first to last in their run stuffing capabilities you look at Fahoko, he's a guy that could come in here, immediately make an impact there. Keanu Benton could immediately make an impact there. DeMarvin Leal has been known to, to, to work there as well. Isaiah Loudermilk, that's kind of his strong suit. The entire defensive line is built to stuff the run. And I think the Steelers understand just how important that was because they have the guys to, to rush the passer. They have TJ Watt. They have Alex Highsmith. They just added Marcus Golden. Nick Herbig should be another contributor there, even if it's not this season eventually. You look at the defensive line where they needed people or where they needed the most help was to be able to stop the Nick Chubb, to stop the J.K. Dobbins, to stop the Joe Mixon and the Lamar Jacksons and the Patrick Ricards. And, you know, in the AFC North division, you need to be able to stuff the run. That's how you win these games. So to go out and add Fajoko and for him to kind of praise that. And, and obviously we knew who that that's who he was coming in here. But for him to just say, that's my role, I'm kind of taking it on. I'm not trying to do anything crazy i'm just trying to be a very positive run stuffer that's exactly what the pittsburgh steelers needed to go out and get in the offseason and then they did it again with armand watts and keanu benton so i mean you look at just their run stuffing capabilities i know it's early but you could say on paper they're pretty loaded no i i, I agree and i think that that's something that uh i think that that's something that gives them an, an advantage uh in, in the long run with this defensive line yeah. and, and also it could be an interesting fit because both cam hayward and larry Ogilvy are pass rushers they're also good mm -hmm. run stuffers but they get after the yeah. quarterback I, I think that nose tackle position is going to be very much up for grabs when the Steelers get to training camp as far as who starts in the middle there. It might be Keanu Benton, although according to Braden Fajoko, Keanu Benton needs to get him some more donuts. Or get yeah, he's got to get him donuts. I, I don't know who, donuts. what rookie's not showing up without donuts. Larry Ogunjobi walked in day one 
box of cookies for everybody. You're a rookie. Exactly. You got to bring donuts. And he wasn't even a rookie. He was just a new guy <laughs> on, the, on the team. He's setting a good tone. Keanu Benton in there. Uh, but, the, but again, I think that shows a little bit of how Braden Fajoko fits in with this locker room environment. That he's being funny. He's developed this, this good relationship. And you see Keanu Benton just kind of laughing it off uh, in, in, in that moment there. Uh, but even beyond that, just talking about the advantages that that be, that get brought here, the Steelers. If you think back to the better, you know, they, they don't run three four all the time now. I'd say they probably mm-hmm. run three four, maybe like twenty five percent of the time or something like that in this day and age. But still, having that guy that can plug in the middle between Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi and be a, a physical run stuffer, I think is important. And Keanu Benton, I think right now that's his skill set is is a, is being another run stuffer who can fit in there. So. I think there's going to be some big questions for the Steelers as far as their defensive line. How how consistent can it be, and how much how much rest can they can they afford to give Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi? Because I think they're going to be huge factors in how the Steelers play this this year, dominate the line of scrimmage. And another thing, you know, we asked Braden Fajoko about was talking to him about you know being the bullies, and he's like, absolutely, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about being. That's what we that's what we want to be. And I think the defensive line they may be the most suited unit on the Steelers roster right now to go bully opponents and set the tone for the Steelers being the more physical team on the field. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's the best part about it is that they, they've had some depth over the years. They had Isaiah Loudermilk when he came in as a rookie and I thought that he had a decent rookie season. It wasn't great, but for, for the position that he was put in, I thought that he played decent uh, DeMarvin Leal last year, but it's always been young guys. You can't be a bully when you're a rookie. Most times. You come in here, now the defensive line is uh, even even the young guys. DeMarvin Leal's year two, so he's comfortable in the NFL. Isaiah Loudermilk's year three. You just brought in two vets in Armand Watts and Braden Fajoko. Larry Ogunjobi's here for a second year. Like This is a defensive line that, for one, has veteran leadership, which is huge, but a lot of them have meshed together already, so you're going to play way more comfortable. And when you're playing way more comfortable, that's when you could be a defensive lineman. That's when you could... You know what I mean? Cam Hayworth starting fights at training camp and and doing all these things, messing with people because he understands being a defensive lineman is about playing bully ball, but he's been here long enough to be the bully. Now everybody else is kind of around him. And and for the first time, maybe two years, which I know I keep feel like I'm repeating that, but it's true. Like the Steelers have have done and added the positions of depth with veteran talent that they needed to, to play the type of football that they want to play. And it's bully ball up front and you need veterans to do that. And they went out and then they did it. Absolutely. Want to talk about the secondary and how this plays into that factor as well, because I think that that's also an important part, part of this. We have Keanu Neal, who we spoke to last week during OTAs and a clip that I thought would be interesting to hear about his, his factoring in on the Steelers defense, all that and more here in the locked on Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Noah Strackbine. We'll be right back right after this. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Noah Strackbine of SportsIllustrated.com. Now, now, uh, Noah, wanted to talk a little bit about the secondary, too, because they're a group that they've added. They've switched out a lot this year. No Terrell Edmonds for the first time in, what, five years? No no more Cam Sutton for the first time in, like, six years or, or so, seven years or something like that. Um, you know, lots of lots of change, lots of things that have, that have been switched in and out. Demonte KZ's 
probably going to be the starter there. Keanu Neal's jumped jumped in there. Channon Sullivan jumps in the slot. Um, you know, Joey Porter Jr., Patrick Peterson, new guys in there. Lots of new, but still, there's going to be that. That's got. There's going to be that sense that this that this group has to also have versatility on their mind, being able to take on different roles, take on different looks, and, and mesh together well. Here was Keanu Neal, one of the new safeties they they acquired in the in the off season, talking about that versatility and how things have fit early on in OTAs. It's hard to say. You know, you take it day by day, but we got a lot of vets. Um, in the defensive back room, you know, some young guys, but and some guys that have been here. So we're all working together. Um, but like I said, it's day by day. We just take it by the process and, and go from there. But but we're moving in the right direction for sure. For you personally, why the Steelers? Why why why'd you pick here? I just love what it's about, man. I, I love the I love the like the the camaraderie, what Mike Tomlin's about, uh, the organization, what they stand for, you know, what Steeler Nation stands for. I mean is that still a nation? Is that is that, a, <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah. is that how it goes? Yeah. Still a nation? Yeah. Yeah. What, what they stand for? Uh, just just hardball, bullet ball, uh, physicality. That's what I'm about. I'm excited to be here. And an opportunity. You get a position open. An opportunity to start for you, right? There's opportunity. Um, you know, I take advantage of everything I have. You know, every, every opportunity I get. So I'm gonna go out there and just just do what I can uh, to help the team and ultimately, you know, benefit myself as well. As so you hear Keanu Neal talking about the versatility, talking about the, what they're going to bring there. But when I when I look at this Steelers secondary as it, as it is right now, Noah, I, I I see a group that has a lot of veteran potential on, on on it right now. Guys who know how to switch between things. Patrick Peterson, he's been doing it his whole career. Uh, you got uh, Levi Wallace. He was part of the Steelers last year. He'll he'll know that role. Make up Fitzpatrick, the guy can jump all over the field and still know his responsibilities. Demonte KZ fits that role. Keanu Neal fits that role. And it might be a lot to ask Joey Porter Jr., Corey Trice, and some of the younger guys to fit into there. But I just named like five guys who fit the, who fit those roles pretty well that could probably set the tone easier for the rookies whenever it's their time to play. Is that something you th- see will be a strength for the Steelers secondary? Or do you think that maybe some of the age and the veteran experience might be leading on to something that could could actually be a problem for the Steelers. I think the thing is, is that the the veteran in the age outside of Patrick Peterson is like fairly young. Like Demonte KZ is 30 years old, but Keanu Neal's only 27, 28 years old. Patrick Peterson, you know, he's got two years left. That's what he says. And then it's and then it's all over for him. But those two years are very valuable. I think that it's a mix of guys that just understand their role. Like Keanu Neal knows that he's not coming off a 17 games of starting season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's coming in as a guy who worked off the bench last year, might work off the bench this year, but knows how to make the most of that opportunity. And the Steelers definitely explained that he will have an opportunity here to contribute in a significant role, even if he doesn't start. Patrick Peterson was told, or or those conversations, I I, kind of feels like Pat P led those conversations, but he is super open to be moved across the field and play everywhere. And the fact that you went out and got Joey Porter Jr. means that you could actually utilize Patrick Peterson everywhere you want to utilize him. And both of those guys, I think, just add everywhere. You know, Pat P can move inside. He's physical and big enough to cover tight ends if you need him to do that. Meanwhile, Joey Porter Jr. could bounce outside, and he's just as big. So now you're working with the ginormous cornerback room that you could do so much with. Keanu Neal's played inside linebacker, so if you need him to play the dimebacker, can't be difficult to learn, especially for that guy. And that's a position that is almost as valuable as any other in the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I just think that it's so many guys that could do everything, 
And just like you said, like versatility is the best ability. And the Steelers defense, it's versatility and a bunch of guys who have have done it all, you know, and, and have never been just like the true superstar. And they're coming in here to be the number one. They're all coming in here to just play a role and win. It was I, I think it was a great approach by Omar Khan. When I think about this offseason, I just look at it and go, Omar Khan went out and got a bunch of guys who understand that they're not coming in here to be anything. They're just coming in here to play a role, contribute to a team right. and try to win. And that, that's exactly what that's exactly what he went out and got. A bunch of guys who could start, if they don't, they know how to make the most of that opportunity. Right. And and also, you know, like you said, part of that is also the the ego that factors in. Yeah. And it's tough, you know, Triple Mall used to talk about this. It is tough to rule out ego in the NFL. You play a sport where you make a living in a gladiator sport. You're out yeah. there fighting. Your your job is to knock the opponent down. Your job is to be more physical than them, be stronger, be faster. And there's gonna be trash talk. There's gonna be a lot of things flying. There's emotions, there's all that adding into things and that is not easy to then just flip off off the field and just be like oh yeah i'm gonna be for my brother over there yep. i'm not gonna be about getting the most money for for myself for my family because at the end of the day like this is still a business this is still a business on both sides the team has to make smart decisions but so do these players because they're trying to make the money that they that, that they can make and you know you look at you look at the opportunities that are there that's why melvin ingram probably left the steelers because he saw mm-hmm. I mean, like you know what as much as I thought, you know, he, he might have said all the right things early on in his time with the Steelers and saying, oh, yeah, I have no problem if I'm a backup there. That's fine. But then he realized that wasn't fine. And he wanted to go somewhere where he'd get the snaps as a starter and show that he could be that guy. And I think that that probably played a factor in why Bud Dupree didn't sign with the Steelers because they probably told him, like, hey, look, you're going to be probably going to get like a million-ish dollars like Marcus Golden got as we saw the contract details pop up this week. Um, you're probably also only only going to get so many snaps because of TJ Watt and Alex Tyson. And Bud Dupree's probably in a position where, hey, I, I want to earn some bigger contracts in my final years in the NFL. So I, if, if that's the case, I can't go there. And that doesn't make it personal, but it could make it that way if you get the wrong guys who are expecting a certain, a, a certain thing or a certain type of way. And mm-hmm. when we're talking to more and more of these veterans, Noah, from Patrick Peterson, though he's going to be a starter, but it seems like everyone's kind of comfortable with where they are, what they're doing. Now, granted, this is spring. Things can change. You know, Melvin Ingram sounded great when he first showed up for the Steelers. (laughs) And then, of course, he forced his way off the team. But, I mean, you talk to guys like a Landon Roberts, who's going to be a linebacker coming in, and he's like, hey, man, I'm not trying to outshine other leaders. I'm here to fit in where I can and help where I can and be part of a winning winning team and a winning organization. I think they have more guys that are like that this year than they've had for quite some time on a Steelers roster. Oh, yeah, so long. And that's that comes with depth, but – Honestly, just like I just said, like Omar Khan has killed this offseason and he says time and time again, and it sticks with me every time I hear him say it. We're looking for Pittsburgh Steelers. We're looking for a certain type of Steeler. He said it in the draft and he said it in free agency. And then every time you're like, well, what is that? That's exactly what they went out and got. It's a bunch of guys who do not care what's going on, who do not care if they're the number one or the number two. They just want to win. They understand that they're playing for the Steelers and they're not playing for themselves. And I'm sure that that goes both ways. The Steelers got to give and take. You know, luckily, the Steelers are very family oriented organization compared to some in the NFL. And I think that goes a long way with these guys and their mentality when they play for the Steelers. But I mean, it it just it's a credit to the to the GM because he had a plan. He knew the holes and he said, we're going to go get guys that aren't coming in here that that could be superstars like Keanu Neal could come in here 
and have a phenomenal year and Good. revive his career at 28 years old and have a long and, and successful career after Pittsburgh, much like Larry Ogunjobi did a year ago when he came in here, proved that he's a starter. And the Steelers said, this is our guy. We're sticking out. We're sticking out. And this is our guy. Now, uh, a Landon Roberts could be another one. Cole Holcomb could be another one. It's all guys that they have an opportunity to make the most out of this, but at the same time, they have a clear understanding. And I guess, again, it, it is spring. You said it's spring, but as of right now, they have a clear understanding that it's just about it's just about their role. And, and honestly, like they kind of sound genuine, like like Melvin Ingram. I'm not going to say he didn't sound genuine, but you kind of picked up on it as the weeks were going on that he was mm-hmm. not as happy as he was at the beginning towards the end. And I don't know what the conversations were behind the scenes or when he signed or whatever, but it, you could tell that it was bugging him that he wasn't on that field. These guys just kind of feel like for one, they all understand that they aren't going to play a boatload of minutes because of how deep the roster is. And two, it kind of feels like the Steelers have a plan to actually get these guys on the field and say, everybody's going to get a taste and we're going to utilize every single person here because everybody's got talent. Absolutely. I think that's, again, a strength that is for them that they haven't had for quite some time. That's why I'm saying versatility might be the best ability for for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2023. He's Noah of sportsillustrated.com. Noah, thanks so much for joining us here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yes, always, Chris. It's a pleasure. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Noah Strackbine, uh, youtube.com slash Talk, and then allsteelers.com. You'll find all of my work all the time. Absolutely. Thank you, Noah, for joining us here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Check me out here on the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday on your favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to be back tomorrow talking a little bit of secondary talk with Jenna Harner as Joey Porter Jr. and Corey Trice are finishing their second week of OTAs. What did they have to say? Well, we'll get on that there on the Friday episode of the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you again on Friday here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. 